Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everybody. Today is March the 7th. We will be reading John chapter 4. We're going to read the first 45 verses. It is the story of the Samaritan woman, if you're familiar with that. Um, And we're going to get to that, and then I'll share some thoughts and attach some other chapters that you could look at if you wanted to. So starting in verse 1. Bear with me because this is a lot. It says, Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself didn't baptize but only his disciples, He left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, "'Give me a drink,' for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food." The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman took her, left her water jar and went away into a town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? 
Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. After the two days, he departed for Galilee, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. Okay, so there's our 45 verses. The verse that stuck out to me that I wanted to do the Devo on is um, John 4, verse 29, where she says, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Public scrutiny and public scandal seem to be themes for Christian leaders. This past year had some notable headlines about leaders who toppled from their place into the plebeian mass of dysfunction. I don't know why this surprises us. People are people. Leaders are people. People aren't perfect. Why do we keep expecting to see some human do it all without stumbling? Here, a Samaritan woman has long ago abandoned all attempts at appearing righteous. Whatever pain caused her to expose her heart to so many and with such poor results must be heavy indeed. She comes to the familiar well at the familiar time in order to stay isolated and far from the censure of her neighbors and their self-righteous looks. She finds the one true judge over all mankind leaned back against the cool stone, resting. There is a human who did it all without stumbling. He lived his life to model for us how to access living water inside our own hearts, how to cultivate a deep well from our own contrite soul, a place longing to be filled with streams from the very river of God. The generous spirit which hovered over the waters then is hovering near a well, inviting us to drink, inviting us to never thirst again. This man, who knew all her works, didn't yell condemnation or turn taciturn with a lecture. He knew she was empty on her own, and her mind was plagued by her own self-judgment. She is shocked that the Christ everyone used as a harbinger of doom for her wicked past could meet her in the present with such gentleness. Could this be the Christ? Her entire village flocks to him. Maybe hope ignites in their hearts. Each are hosting their own secret sins and fear of judgment. And if the Christ could handle their favorite scapegoat with such tenderness, surely they'd be welcome too. And they were. And we are. Come, drink. The judge has welcomed us with his own body, water running from his own side on the cross. Drink daily of the life he gave and never be thirsty again. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Um, we hit, I mean, just barely the surface of John chapter four. There's so much there. You could talk about the disciples and the white harvest and 
What does it mean that the fields are are ready for harvest? And what does it mean that there's one who sows and one who reaps? And you don't really know what you are in someone's life other than just like, just be faithful, be present, talk to people, assume that their hearts are soft, assume that they need God because they do. And we need God just like we do. Like there's no human that doesn't need him desperately at a soul level. There's no human that doesn't have thirst. We could have gone there. We didn't go there could have talked about what Jesus meant about the food and feasting off of God's will for his life. What does that mean? How do we know God's will? See what I mean? It could have gone, could have been like a four day podcast, but here we, we just cut it short. Uh, The passage that was on my mind as I was thinking about the river and the streams and water. I mean, it's such a theme in the Bible. The whole Bible is so earthy. It's so connected to our elements and Um, like water and fire and God used the things, uses the things around us all the time to speak to us. But this idea of the river, I love in Psalm 46, it says, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. And uh, in the NASB, it says, there's a river. It literally says, who makes happy the city of God. And I just think the Holy Spirit helps us be happy. He is the river inside of us, bubbling up to eternal life, and he makes us happy. And so I I just, I was meditating on that myself. I hope that encourages you that if you feel like you're in a hard place, just like that, that Samaritan woman left full of happiness, knowing that the the presence of Jesus, knowing that he'd come and he's come for us. So anyway, Psalm 46, the whole thing is so good. but that part especially was on my heart. Anyway, hope you have a great day. We'll read the rest of John chapter four tomorrow.